0: The Dallas Stars took care of business on Tuesday night against the Edmonton Oilers and showed the hockey world that the only oil that belongs in Texas is on the Permian Basin out west. On today's show, I'll take a deep dive into Tuesday night's game, talk about why the Stars were so successful in shutting down Connor McDavid and company. So we're going to do all of that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. <laughs> every day i'm your host dane lewis and you are locked on the dallas stars it is wednesday november 24th the day before american thanksgiving a very exciting time here in the united states a very exciting time and the lives of the dallas stars organization and the fan base dallas riding high off of a huge four to one win over the edmonton oilers on tuesday night shutting down Connor mcdavid and leon drysaitl for the most part Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit, but a huge win for the team going into Thanksgiving. They won't play again until Friday, where they will take on the Colorado Avalanche at home and another pivotal divisional matchup before hitting the road on Saturday to take on the Arizona Coyotes. But before we jump into today's episode, breaking down last night's game, I want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. I truly do appreciate each and every single one of you that stop by the show every single day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast if you do not do so already, whether that's on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube as well. You can access the show for free on any podcasting platform as well as YouTube. So be sure to follow and subscribe to the show if you do not do so already. But without any further hesitation, let's jump right into last night's game against the Edmonton Oilers and talk about why Dallas was so successful against one of the best teams in the National Hockey League up to this point this season. Edmonton obviously cooled down a little bit since they're very, very hot start to begin this season, but still a very dangerous team nonetheless with Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle, And every, I mean, a very deep and loaded roster, which wasn't fully healthy, which is definitely worth noting from last night's game. This Edmonton Oilers team a little banged up uh, and they even lost uh, Duncan Keith. Um, in the matchup last night so definitely worth noting that this team you know is dealing with a little bit of injuries not as hot as they were to start the season but still a very very talented team so far this season but I think the biggest takeaway um from this game you know as you know generic as it might sound you know it doesn't make it any less true is this team and Miro Haskin and mainly but you know the team as a whole was able to shut down Connor McDavid And then as a result, pretty much the rest of the Edmonton Oilers team, you know, I think it starts with the captain on their team, with their best player. You know, you get in his head, you shut him down. The rest of the team is going to kind of follow suit and fall apart a little bit. Uh, Connor McDavid had recorded at least one point through every single game so far this season for the Oilers up until last night. The Dallas Stars ended his Uh, very long 17 game point streak to start the season. Uh, Edmonton Oilers fanboys and Connor McDavid fanboys were down bad on Twitter. Uh, I, I just feel like I haven't seen a whole lot of like negative reactions from teams that the Stars have beat so far this season. One, you know, the Stars haven't done a whole lot of winning up to this point up until recently. Uh, but I it was just kind of funny to me. You know, I think it's kind of like the equivalent of seeing like, as like right now, like if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose, you know, you're going to have your Tom Brady fanboys out there that, you know, anything that gets posted negative about the Buccaneers in a game, they're going to jump on and to defend Tom. Oh, we don't talk about Tom Brady that way. He, that's the greatest of all time. Or LeBron James with the Lakers, you know, LeBron James gets in a fight the other night in Detroit and people are, you know, jumping on to defend LeBron James on Twitter. And so, so the same is the case with the Edmonton Oilers. A lot of, uh, Crazy things being said on the internet, talking about this Dallas Stars team in a pretty negative light. Which some of the criticism probably fair, but you know, uh, part of it is also Edmonton Oilers kind of kind of going through a rough night, uh, and it's hard to see your team lose that way. I know we as Stars fans can relate to that, uh, but I just hadn't seen that much of a back of a lashing out reaction from some, uh, just the overall Oilers Twitter. Uh, last night on, on social media. So just feeling the need, I guess, to defend Connor McDavid, because he is the star of this league. Just thought it was funny. Kind of made me feel good because one, the Dallas stars win, uh, which is like I said, something we haven't seen a whole lot so far this season, but you know, the stars shut down Connor McDavid. This was, you know, the first night of the season where he looked human. Uh, and looked like he could be stopped and you know outside of a nice play from Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan McLeod in the second period Dallas really shut down the entire Oilers team and played their best defensive game so far this season Uh, I don't think there's any question about that I don't think there's going to be any controversy controversy on that the best defensive performance we've seen from the Stars team this season Uh, and the game was broadcasted only on ESPN plus and Hulu Uh, I know that uh Josh and Razor were broadcasting on the ticket, on the radio, but I was watching on TV through Hulu. And they were talking about at the start of the game, the ESPN people talking about, you know, how the Stars had been struggling so far defensively, despite that being their identity over the past few seasons. And so I think it was huge for them to get maybe, you know, a little bit of confidence back on the defensive side of the ice, to get a little bit of mojo back in the way they play defense with the game like they played last night against Edmonton, Uh, you know, because, you know, as much as it's nice to see the offense have little explosive bursts, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I speak for a lot of people when we want to continue to see the Dallas Stars play well defensively because, you know, the saying uh, has been said for years, defense wins championships. And I, I think that's true even in the NHL. Uh, and, you know, it's been a recipe that's worked for Dallas uh, a fair amount of times. Obviously, you know, you, it only does so much when your offense can't score. But the offense seems to be kind of piecing some things together and some guys are starting to get hot and, and helping this team out a ton. But a lot of the credit defensively last night, does need to go to Miro Haskin in. Uh, and and pretty much all the other defensemen too. It wasn't just him, but I know uh, you know he was matched up with Connor McDavid quite a bit. McDavid and Drysidle both getting a decent amount of ice time, especially near the end of the game. I think they both played just under 21 minutes for the entire game time on ice. So I, I know that the coaching staff for Edmonton was trying to get them out there as much as they could to try to get them back into the game. And then even in the last 30 seconds of the third period, we saw McDavid hop back over the boards, uh, you know, draw a penalty and, and uh, kind of give, Stars fans, a little bit of a scare near the end of the game. they uh, thinking, you know, maybe he's going to score, get an assist and get a point on the score sheet. But that was not the case, despite uh, the Edmonton Oilers going on the power play for about 20 seconds. But Miro Haskin had, had several plays where he was just skating very well, using his stick well to thwart any efforts by Connor McDavid. Ryan Suter had a really nice play at one point, uh, not, not really using his stick and not committing a penalty. Uh, I know Oilers fans may want a penalty. There was kind of a breakaway opportunity for McDavid that Ryan Suter shut down just using his body well. I think that was a sappy veteran move by Ryan Suter. Essa Lindell, John Klingberg had some nice moments as well uh, as far as you know our, our top four defensemen Uh, so really nice to see those guys kind of getting in a groove and hopefully we'll continue to see that over these next several games over this next stretch of games because there will be some good competition and that as well we have a date with the carolina hurricanes coming up fairly soon early on next week i think a week from yesterday uh we'll be playing them on tuesday november 30th but you know the 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 plays of miro and the defensemen uh you know kind of set the tone for the game and you know dallas obviously Um, Played very well offensively, which we'll talk a little bit after the first ad break. Uh, We'll talk about the offense and the power play a little bit, but it just made life hard for the Edmonton Oilers to get really any kind of footing and establish any kind of flow and rhythm in the offensive zone, which obviously it's going to be hard to win games when that happens. Uh, You know, the ESPN broadcasters kept referring to the stars as a wall of green, just shutting down you know, any kind of trying to dump the puck in or trying to get anything set up offensively. It was like anywhere the puck went, there was, you know, a green jersey or multiple green jerseys there to get the puck and, and forcing the issue against this Edmund Oilers team. And while we're talking about defense and really strong efforts, Jake Ottinger with another fantastic performance, Jake Ottinger moves to 3-0 and on this young season in his, you know, first three appearances here in the NHL in 2021-2022. He records 21 saves uh played very very well a point nine five five save percentage if i'm not mistaken And, and you know if he keeps playing like this if he keeps this up you know i'd love to see him take the number one spot uh you know i know at the start of the season It seemed like we were going to need to be content with Holtzby and Hugh Dobin and maybe Ben Bishop coming back at some point. And who knows whenever we're going to see Ben Bishop play again, if ever, in victory green. I just don't know at this point. But if Jake Ottinger is going to keep playing the way that he's been playing through his first three starts this season, I have no issue with him taking the number one goalie spot. I would absolutely love to see that. Would love to see him be between the pipes again on Friday night against Colorado. Continue to feed the hot hand and let the kid ride it out. See, Let's just continue to see how he's going to play because he's been very, very impressive so far this season and Yeah, I just want to see it keep going. And I think that, you know, if we can get a solid number one guy, a consistent number one guy between the pipes on a nightly basis, that that's going to help this team tremendously. That's just one less thing that the coaching staff and the team as a whole has to worry about. So great performance from Jake Ottinger. Uh, I think it'd be easy to give him my star of the game, but I think my star of the game is going to have to go to either John Klingberg or Rupe Hintz. I'll I'll do another joint one. They played very well. Jason Robertson, also a very good game, but John Klingberg with three assists on the night. He played very, very well. Uh, So I'll give it to John actually definitively. Rupe and Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger, honorable mentions, but my star of the night goes to John Klingberg. Well, coming up next, we're going to take a moment and talk about another reason why the stars were successful, and that's just following a simple game plan, and we'll dive into that after we take a break and after I thank one of the sponsors of today's episode, and that is Built Bar. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving here in the United States. We've been saying it for the past few weeks. You know, it's a great time of year, lots of great time with family and friends, lots of delicious food, including some delicious desserts, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Well, it's the perfect time for a Bilt Bar, the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's going to be on the low end most times. Most Bilt Bars, on the other hand, are only 130 calories with only 4 grams of sugar and plenty of protein packed in. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of great flavors to replace any slice of pie because the built bars are low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high in protein. Be sure to share some of your built bars with your family and friends at any holiday gatherings that you have. Over these next few days, it'll make things a little less awkward. You're gonna have that one, you know, cousin or aunt that's always, you know, going back for that second or third plate, talking about how bad they are and how they need to, you know, eat better. Well, you can pass them a built bar, share something that's delicious but also healthy for them too, and you know, make the holidays a little bit more enjoyable for everyone while still getting to enjoy the great taste of food like built bars. Uh, You know, and there's gonna be a lot of surprises dropping on built bars website on Black Friday, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. I can't give away way too much but there's going to be a lot happening on their website on on black friday so be sure to keep a lookout for that you can go to built.com right now though and use promo code locked 15 to get 15 off your order again use promo code locked 15 for 15 off your order at built.com Next on today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day, I want to take a moment and talk about another reason why the Dallas Stars were so successful against the Edmonton Oilers last night in Dallas at the American Airlines Center in their 4-1 win over Edmonton. Uh, and, and you know, I think yeah that, you know, that Dallas, at the end of the day, they knew what they needed to do going into this game. They knew what the game plan needed to be in order to give themselves the best chance to win. And they followed it. They they did what they set out to do. Uh, and, you know, sometimes a game plan can seem a little too simple, a little too easy. Like maybe not a whole lot of thought was put into it. And maybe, you know, you write out the game plan or you say it and someone would be like, yeah, like a, a five year old could have come up with this game plan. Uh, it seems too simple, but that doesn't always mean that it's necessarily a bad plan. You know, Edmonton comes into this game with the best power play in the league. So what do you do as the Dallas Stars? You don't commit penalties despite them committing several penalties over the past several games, the Dallas Stars were very, very disciplined. And the two times they did commit penalties, the first time, you know, it resulted in a four-on-four between the two teams where Edmonton had about 30-ish seconds on the power play that Dallas shut down pretty easily. The second one coming with about 20 seconds left in the third period, like we mentioned earlier. So obviously, you know, Edmonton never had a full two minutes on the man advantage. And that was absolutely huge. You know, that's how Edmonton's going to score a lot of their goals throughout this season. That's what they've done up to this point. In this season and that's probably something that they're going to continue to do as the season goes on and even into the postseason if they find themselves there so dallas you know plays discipline they don't commit penalties they don't go down down a man where they're having to play five on four and they don't put edmonton in that position to rack up a ton of goals on the man advantage you also look you know edmonton has two of the best offensive forwards in the league and one of the best players of all time one of the best players of this generation Uh, Maybe across any sport, but especially in hockey. So what do you do there? You make those guys a non-factor. You put guys like Miro Haskin and and John uh, John Klingberg, Essa Lindell, and Ryan Suter out there to bother them and disrupt things and cause absolute chaos. Uh, you know, you shut down their two best players. And like I said, these teams like Edmonton that have a star A-star player, not let alone two star players, you know, that team is going to go as far as those players go. You see that across all sports. You know, we talked about Tampa Bay and Los Angeles Lakers earlier. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only going to go as far as Tom Brady takes them. The Los Angeles Lakers are only going to go as far as LeBron James takes them. And, you know, as is the case here in the National Hockey League, The Edmonton Oilers are going to go as far as Connor McDavid and Leon will take them. And Dallas made them a non-factor for the most part outside of, you know, one Dreisaitl assist on a two-on-one rush towards the goal. Uh, Nice pass from Dreisaitl to Ryan McLeod. But other than that, they felt obsolete. And so as a result, you know, the rest of the Edmonton Oilers held to pretty much nothing throughout the game and couldn't really get anything going. And then, you know, you also look Dallas has a top five power play in the league pretty up there with edmonton you know one of the best power play units in the league so far this season so what do you do there you execute on the man advantage whenever you have penalties opportunities and you have the five on four advantage you take advantage of that and and they did just that Rupe hints and jason robertson both find the back of the net to put dallas up two to zero early on in the game and and, you know dennis garyanoff it won't get credited with a power play goal but his goal Basically came off the power play near the very, very end. He uses his speed, which is a very, you know, a great part of his game that we don't always get to see. We saw it in his game winner against the Los Angeles Kings. And we saw it again last night against Edmonton, a very, very nice rush towards the goal. He goes five hole on Skinner. Uh, and, you know, basically should have been a power play goal because Edmonton was getting, I can't remember now who was in the box for them, but they were getting their guy back onto the ice. But, you know, Dennis was already gone by the time, you know, his skate hit the floor. Uh, and so, you know, basically can almost credit Dennis on off with the power play goal. It won't go down as that, but they up to that point, they'd had a great two minutes on the power play and it ended with Dennis getting that nice goal one on one with Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers. So good to see these young guys step up in these situations and, you know, put on a show against a really big name team with some big name players. Dallas also just kind of some other small notes about this game. Dallas forechecked really, really well. They did a very good job, you know, in the defensive zone, like we talked about in the last segment, but they also pursued the puck very well in the offensive zone, even if it wasn't always resulting in goals or even shots on goal. It Sometimes Edmonton just had difficulty clearing their zone, and Dallas did a good job of keeping the puck, you know, on Edmonton's side of the ice for a good amount of the game. It felt like, you know, whether they needed to get line changes or just, you know, wanted to send the puck back in. So Edmonton couldn't change. Um, and put the pressure on them. I I, I think that that was a very underrated part of the game that, you know, maybe won't be talked about everywhere, maybe not be written about everywhere, but something that Dallas did really well that I hope we can continue to see as they play these next few games. Uh, against Colorado and Arizona and then eventually Carolina on Tuesday night and you could see the frustration from the Edmonton Oilers you know uh, Dreisaitl committed a cross check out of frustration in the second period uh, you know after one of those instances where Dallas was forechecking really well keeping the puck behind the net keeping the puck you know at the very far end of Edmonton zone uh, and Dreisaitl you know shoves I believe it was esther I can't remember off the top of my head who he pushed a cross check But, you know, a frustration penalty, Um, you know, and I don't think Dallas scored off that power play, but it gave Dallas a power play opportunity nonetheless. Um, And Ryan Suter also fifth on the team right now in points with 10, which is just funny to me. You know, if you'd asked me at the start of the season uh, how many points Ryan Suter would have on the year, uh, I I don't know what I would have told you just – you know, I haven't watched a whole lot of Ryan Suter up to this point. I mean, he was a name that I knew just because he had been a namestay with the Wild for so long, but I'm not watching very many Minnesota Wild games when they're not playing the Dallas Stars. Um, but I wouldn't have said, you know, up to this point that he'd be fifth on the team in points. Obviously, Dallas is kind of sharing the love a little bit with the amount of points going around. Just funny to me that Ryan Suter. Uh, Is fifth on the team in points, but he is playing very well over these last few games, uh, making some smart, stappy veteran plays. Like I said, shutting down McDavid a few times on defense, but also just on the blue lines, either you know, sending the puck in and either getting a goal out of it or putting guys in a good position to score goals like Luke Glendinning. Last night, Ryan Suter finds Luke Glendinning from the blue line for a very nice fourth goal on the evening. And we'll talk about Luke Glendinning and Michael Roffel. Coming up next, after I thank another sponsor of today's episode. And that sponsor is Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day, I do want to take a moment uh, and just be a little bit reflective, because like I've said a few times this episode, tomorrow is Thanksgiving here in the United States. I know many of you will be celebrating Thanksgiving. I know many of my listeners are based in the United States. I know we do have uh, a few listeners, a few friends in Canada, as well as overseas and Europe from what I've been able to see. And I know Canadian Thanksgiving was back in October. Uh, but like I said, American Thanksgiving is coming up. Um, I'll be celebrating with my family, you know, and I'm being reflective. You know, we talking about the Dallas Stars and I was thinking about, you know, the things that I'm thankful for in terms of the Dallas Stars. And sometimes it's hard to find those things. But as I was watching last night's game against the Edmonton Oilers, you know, I, I couldn't help but think of Luke Glendinning and Michael Roffle and how thankful I am that they got added to this Dallas Stars team. You know, over the offseason and they're here now and they're making an impact on this team, even if it's not always seen on the stat sheet. The way I like to think about Michael Roffel and Luke Glendinning up to this point, they're kind of like that favorite coworker that you have at your job. You know, you're not necessarily always going to hang out outside of work or you might not even really keep up much outside of work. Maybe the only interaction you really have is just whenever you're clocked in and you're at work. Um, but when you need them there at work, you I mean, you're there with them and they come up huge for you and they make your day. They make the day, you know, maybe a little more, more bearable if, if, you know, sometimes jobs get difficult. But there's always going to be that one coworker that just makes things just a little bit more bearable, a little bit more enjoyable. And I feel like that's Luke Glenn Denning and Michael Roffel. You know, they're not always going to show up all the time and be the center of attention. But man, when you really need them or when, you know, they're the things that they do are needed, man, you are thankful to have guys like them on your team. Uh, They were great additions, like I said, to this Dallas Stars team over the offseason, even if their, you know, their numbers aren't always going to light up the score sheet. Luke Lindenny currently has eight points on the season. Michael Roffle currently sitting at six, but they can make an impact on games. You know, I I feel like I've said a good amount on this show over the past week or so, uh, you know, that sometimes players can be great players even if you know numbers aren't everything stats aren't everything they're a good indicator for how good a player can be or how good they are at certain things but there's just some things that are hard to track uh or a little bit harder to track and you have to do a little bit more deeper digging to see uh you know the impact of someone's effect on a game especially here in the nhl but michael Raffle and luke glendinning even if they're not scoring the most goals or getting the most assists have made an impact on this team. You know, Michael Roffle, uh, I, I tweeted last night, I believe from the Lockdown Stars account, you know, he's been a consistent force in the defensive zone so far this season for this Dallas Stars team. He's very good with the stick and has a tendency to shatter the opposition's plays. I, I feel like several times last night against Edmonton, especially, and even a little bit against St. Louis as well. There were several instances where, you know, the opposition is trying to get something going, passing the puck around or trying to move with the puck. And Michael Roffle's there to poke it away. Or just put a body there to make it hard for someone to go around disrupting the play, disrupting the flow of the opponent. And that's just something that's very underrated, but very needed. In the NHL, and and can be hard to do. You know, it's hard to read those kind of plays, or sometimes hard to put your body on the line to make those kind of plays. Sometimes you're going to get knocked over. You might get hit with the puck, blocking a shot with your body, and you know it's not always going to be easy. But it's a role that's needed for a team that's trying to win hockey games. And you know, Luke Glendinning does a lot of the same things, but he's also very good in the faceoff circle and just has great hockey IQ and knows where to be on the ice. Like I said earlier at the end of the last segment, he was in a very good position to connect with Ryan Souter on you know the fourth goal of last night's game uh you know right in front of the net he puts a stick out the puck bounces from suitor off the stick into the goal and that's just a great play that's just a great play from a guy that's been a, two guys that have been veterans in this league for a long time suitor obviously a little bit longer than glenn denning but glenn denning has played with the detroit red wings organization for a very very long time uh, and knows absolutely what he's doing michael raffle the same with the philadelphia flyers um both guys, fantastic hockey IQ, uh, just under, they understand the game very well. I think they maybe see the game a little bit differently than some other people um, because they're looking to make plays that maybe not everyone is always looking to make. I don't think that they're out there on the ice like, oh, how can I score the most goals or how can I you know, make myself look the best? I think that they're out there doing what's best for the team, and that's not always you know, going to bring them the acclaim and the accolades and the numbers that some players will get. Um, but then sometimes it does. You know, we see Michael Roff will get two assists on Saturday with Rupe Hintz on those shorthanded goals. So sometimes it is going to pay off, but it isn't always going to do that. You know, I think these guys provide a good amount of veteran guidance, yet still have a little bit of bounce in their step to keep up with the young guns like your Rupe Hintz's, your Dennis Garionov's, your Jason Robertson's of the world. But they can also provide that nice veteran leadership with the guys like Pavelski, Ben, Sagan, Radulov. Uh, And so just great value. These guys, uh, you know, if Dallas is able to make the playoffs, these are going to be great guys to have in the lineup and on the roster uh, just to, like, help be anchors for this team and guys that, again, they'll come up huge in the playoffs, even if it isn't always shown statistically in the score sheet. But absolutely thankful that Luke Glendinning and Michael Roffel found their way to Dallas, Texas, because they are playing great so far this season but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars do want to take a moment and let you know that there will not be an episode of locked on stars tomorrow because it'll be thanksgiving i know i'll be spending some time with family i imagine many of you will be doing the same thing so we're going to take a break on uh an upload for locked on stars tomorrow but i will be back on friday with another episode so be sure actually to look out on twitter um because there's a chance for you, yes, you, listener, to be involved with Friday's episode. I'm going to be tweeting a mailbag-type question out uh, to make Friday's episode a little spicy. Because it's going to be Black Friday. And I'm, I'm wanting to talk about some Black F- Friday-related things that mix in with the Dallas Stars in my head. So go to the Locked On Stars Twitter page uh, throughout the day and check for a chance to you know have your name and featured as well as your response featured on Friday's episode of Locked On Stars. But thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast if you do not do so already. Be sure to bring up the podcast at Thanksgiving if an opportunity allows itself. You might have you know, your uncle Joe sitting there at the table, who's a Dallas stars fan, but you know, maybe he's not satisfied with the amount of Dallas stars content that he's been taking in. And he needs that daily upload daily Dallas stars content. Well, you can send your uncle Joe right here to the locked on stars podcast, because I'd be happy to have him. And I'm sure he'd be happy to be here getting his daily fix on the Dallas stars. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast like I said, you can do that on your favorite podcasting platform as well as on YouTube. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Also, like I said, be mindful of Locked on Stars today and Thursday. Tweet back at me for a chance to be featured on Friday's episode. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, Again, no upload tomorrow, but we will see you guys back here on Friday to close out your week and preview Friday's game against the Colorado Avalanche and have a little bit of fun with the mailbag tweak that I sent out. So we will see you guys then on Friday for another edition of Locked on Stars.